Hello everybody, this is Lucille from Horse for Horror, and you are about to listen to the third episode of our podcast, where we talk about Will's favorite horror movie, Monster House. Um, just wanted to preface this episode with content warnings like per usual. Um, this episode contains talks about ableism, specifically within the context of circus freak shows, and um, the general abuse and racism and child endangerment and just... All the bad shit that goes on within that. This episode also contains a very brief uh, mention of a near sexual assault. Um, This also contains um, just references to implied cannibalism and just death and um, heart attacks and um, just general weird questionable dialogue about the movie so if at any point you decide you know maybe I don't want to sit down and listen to this episode perfectly understandable but if you decide to uh, sit down and stick around um, I hope you enjoyed the episode and regardless of whether or not you're listening to it or not I hope you have a good rest of your day stay safe out there take care and enjoy Welcome to Horrors of Horror, where three friends get together and discuss what we've been watching in the world of horror. I'm Will. I'm Lucy. And I'm Tabs. And today is going to be, um, I feel like a very interesting film to talk about on this show, because <laughs> we really aren't going to be talking about a lot of kids' movies. <laughs> Monster House, baby. It's- Monster House! Monster House! <laughs> um, I I think we've mentioned this. I don't know if we've mentioned this like in other episodes. I'm not into horror all that much. Mm-hmm. I'm it's really like not. It's, it's almost like the concept of the uh, the podcast. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's almost oh like... Oh my god. Oh my god. I and thought the concept was that we were whores and we were for horror. Well, that too. Well, yeah. Damn, we all, y'all changed the concept on me. Fucked up. That's <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> That's honestly like not pussy slay. <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Um. So, this film is very. I think I have like a sort of a personal connection to it. It was, like, one of the first films I ever saw in theaters. I think I was three when I saw it. God damn. That's fucked up. (laughs) You can imagine! You can imagine how, how, like, little Will sitting in the theater watching, like, watching that, like... Dude. I feel like I was fucking horrified, actually. I don't know. I don't remember a lot. Look at this woman fall <laughs> into <laughs> cement, dude. I actually don't know if I watched the movie all the way through or not. I would be surprised if you did. Um, because I was three! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be surprised if you did. But if you did, uh, round of, a- round of applause. Um, if you did, 
Uh, clap, clap, clap. And um, if you didn't, uh, round of boos. Boo, 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 boo. Will's lame. He's lame. Wait your hole. Wait your hole. You didn't sit through Monster House when you were three. God. Fucking you know. Fucking freak. Fucking bitch. Ah. Well, Lucy, what's your experience with this movie? Um. So, I almost saw this when I was three. Um, I went to go see, I, I've m mentioned quite a few times, I think, um, on previous episodes that I was a very much a little scaredy bitch. Um, that I, I wouldn't go into, th I didn't actually sit in theaters fully, um, until I was maybe like seven years old. Um, and we went to go see Cars, and I saw a poster for Monster House outside, and I started freaking out because I didn't understand that po what posters were. I was like three, also, and um, I was freaking out. My dad's like, "We're not gonna go see Monster House. We're gonna go see Cars, okay? It's gonna be fine." We walk in the theater, the trailer for Monster House is showing, and oh. I freak out, and we have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this movie in full until maybe I was like 14 or 15 years old. Um, my experience, so I'm the oldest out of the three uh, hostess, and I was, uh, so for reference, when this movie came out, it came out in the summer that I was turning seven, and... Whoa. Um, fucking grandpa. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah little, little, little um, crusty bitch. I'm so crusty. <laughs> um, and I remembered the like ad campaigns and everything for this movie, and I remember like seeing the trailer a lot on TV. Um, but I never went and saw it uh, until it came out, like on like when they started showing it on like television, like that Halloween season. Mm -hmm. Um. And I remember being, like, kind of freaked out by it and a little, like, freaked out. But I think most of the reason why I was freaked out was because I had, like, this uncanny valley with it, which we'll get into. Obviously, this is a um, Image, Image movers, movers, baby. Movie. Robert Zemeckis. Image Movers. Robert Zemeckis. And, which is funny to think about because I, like, I had, like, the... Um, the sort of like uncanny valley feeling with this movie but i didn't have that feeling when i watched the polar express like i loved the polar express as a kid and i think part of that is because i just like knew who tom hanks was and i wasn't afraid of tom hanks <laughs> i feel like, safe with him yeah and like, i feel that, safe this movie is definitely a lot more stylized um and i think that's what like put me off to it is whereas like with polar express like as a kid, you can kind of, like, see them as humans and shit. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this movie, it's very heavily stylized, and so you don't see them as people, but yet they move and behave as people. So it's very, like, I think that's what kind of triggered the Uncanny Valley for me. Yeah. With this movie. Let's just jump into it, shall we? Let's like, yeah. yeah. Let's just get let let's let's go let's go like Ray William Johnson and jump right into it. Oh let's gosh. jump right into it too for the first time that we're ever recording this. Yep, this is not the fourth time. This I is, don't know. Yeah, what this you guys is are definitely. This yeah, is this is first... definitely not the not not the fourth time. Not not. No, not at all. Not at all. 
Lucy put in um, the equals three um, record scratch sound effect. Don't tell oh me what God. to do. No. You're not paying me for this. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. I will oh not bring myself down <laughs> to put the equal three sound effect in here. What do you think? I'm some fucking show point. Let's get into it. Yes. Let's get into it. I hated that noise. That was, that was the worst. That was a horror. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So we open on a little girl on his on her trike riding around the neighborhood, like singing along and like singing along to the soundtrack, which I found like nice. Like um, really, I didn't even I didn't even really notice that just because her singing yeah, yeah, was she's just really like the I didn't know that that's like what the soundtrack sounds like. That's cool. <laughs> that's kind of fun. That's that's a neat little detail. I like she suddenly stops like like it's kind of brutal like how she like stops like suddenly. Yeah. And and like um she's like like um desperately wheeling at like like uh the grass to like get off the get the like move out of the lawn and like <laughs> like like it's kind of stupid that she doesn't like get up and run <laughs> she's yeah. like, like she's like f she's like um eight months old she doesn't know any better <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah she, she's a baby that we start riding our bicycle eight months yeah so um there's this old man that comes out of um the guy who like owns this lawn and she's and he's um like like he, he's he's like very scary to this just girl <laughs> like he's like terrifying. uh it's like do you want to yeah, fucking die he's <laughs> like you you want you, you want you, you do you want to be alive <laughs> like like jesus christ dude she's like jesus christ dude she's like three weeks old calm down <laughs> I love riding my bike for three weeks. My, one of my favorite memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, she, he, he, like, fucking, like, when she, like, eventually gets off and runs off and gets, it, he, like, grabs it and, like, starts breaking it apart and shit. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, what the fuck is your, what is your problem, my guy? Through this really cool shot where, like, um, you know... When Nebercracker's going back to his house, he like looks back. Uh, we we suddenly get like a zoom out shot of like um, someone looking of a, a kid looking through through a telescope. Yeah, I, I did think it was a really good uh, shot. I thought it was a really good shot. <laughs> this movie definitely has like um, some cool uh, cinematography and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm gonna say as if I yeah. know anything about cinematography and how movies are made. Uh, we eventually find out this kid's name is DJ, and um, his parents are his parents are um, going off um, for a couple for like a day, or I think it was like a day or two, maybe to like They're going um, to a dentist convention for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ is like talking to his mom about like uh, like what what he saw. It's like oh my god, mom. That I saw that he took Nebercracker stole another trike and and she's just like, 
fucking Get better weird. priorities, kid. She's like, he's like, what the <laughs> fuck? She's like, my son's it's a fucking like, weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 like, saying things to me. After that, like, DJ voices cracks and, like, His mom DJ's mom doesn't like, know what puberty is. It's like, his voice sounds funny, and it's like, he's a 12-year-old kid. Yeah, like, like what the it's fuck? really weird that she does not know what they are, what, like, what puberty is. She's a woman, she wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah I yeah. forgot. She's a yeah. white woman in the 80s who would, like... Yeah, I've never, I've never gone through puberty, because I'm a woman. Oh, yeah, I forgot, women don't go through puberty. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. As they're leaving, we get introduced to Chowder. <laughs> this motherfucking kid who they just who just runs into their car as they're backing up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like what the and fuck? Like, it's like oh oh you would love if if, if it, it, like DJ's dad is like saying shit like oh you'd love if you if if you did that huh you'd love if you if I did that you'd love if he was under it's the like, car and it's like what the. fuck? fuck dude yeah and then he like just refuses to say i love you to his son and then she has to be like we both love you honey and it's like <laughs> it's it's really awkward it's like especially considering after like the comments that his dad was making earlier because like he was mentioned because they were talking about like, the telescope thing and he was j- just like well i did the same thing too i used to uh spy on the uh, jensen twins but they're not as beautiful as your mother and it's like what the fuck dude like, what? Men really be out here in 1982 be fucking ridiculous, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really do be, like, insane. Yeah. After this, um, DJ and Chowder are, like, playing basketball in, in the backyard, and uh, they're talking about, like... Chowder's, like, bringing up trick-or-treating, and, like, DJ's sort of like, nah, nah, that's baby shit. I'm a man now. <laughs> baby shit. I'm a, <laughs> I, I'm a man. And, it's, and like, and, like, Ch- Chowder's just, Chowder's not happy. He's not. Completely, He's like, what like, the fuck? What the fuck, dude? Why would you say that to me? Ahim him whimper. And um Chowder like throws overthrows the ball at the hoop. It bounces back, bounces on his fucking head and and off the um and off the yard uh, off of their of DJ's yard to uh Nebercrackers. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. Just like <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he would die from the way, like, the fucking velocity and the hardness of which that basketball hits him in the fucking, like, skull. Like, yeah. he looks like he had head trauma. Yeah. It looked brutal. So, um, they eventually find, they eventually find out that it did end up in Nevercracker's lawn, and, um, DJ's sort of like, no. Uh, there's no way we're getting that back. And Chowder is like, like he's like, <laughs> he's distraught. Like he, he is so upset. 
he's like he's like mentioning like I had to ask my mom for like three for like three bucks and and no 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 no, no, no. he says he says that the ball the basketball cost like twenty eight dollars and so he had to ask his mom for twenty six dollars and he mowed two lawns or ten lawns yeah he mowed he mowed um he it was either ten or twenty lawns but like he mowed like double digits worth of lawns and asked his mom for a dollar twenty six times like i'm sorry you're i don't care if this is 1982 um one you're getting like 20 cents a lawn Two, basketballs don't even cost $28 now. For reference, a basketball, like, uh, costing $28 in 1982, in 2022 money, that would be, uh, $82.32. In 2006 money, which is when this movie was made that would be $58.50 what fucking basketball costs almost $60 uh I just looked up how much does a good basketball cost a good basketball will cost you anywhere between $29 and $69 what the fuck nice why are you spending this much money on a ball (laughs) what the fuck this just shows that we don't know jack shit about sports. We're gay. Leave us yeah. alone. <laughs> We're gay. We suck dick. We don't care about sports. We don't. We don't care. <laughs> we don't. We don't care about sports ball. <laughs> we don't care about sports ball. So eventually, Chow- Chowder convinces DJ to um, go on Nebercracker's lawn and get get the basketball. Um, short story s- short. Um, uh, long story short, I'm, I should say, um, DJ is caught by Nebercracker. Um, and he's, like, holding him up, just, like, yelling and shouting about, like, if he wants to die. And he's like, no, no, I like living. No, 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 no. Is <laughs> Yeah. And, and, like, it's brutal. And then, like, uh... And, like, after that, I'm guessing from, like, the intense amount of stress and literally holding up a child, um, uh, Nebercracker has a fucking heart attack. Yeah. And just- And, like, fucking falls right- in this, like, really disturbing shot where, like, it's sort of like a- like a forward shot and it's, like, following Nebercracker- when he falls, sort of like a, I guess like a POV. In a way, yeah. <laughs> POV, Nebercracker falls on you. <laughs> Lol. 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 And um, the Nebercracker gets gets taken off, um, with the ambulance to from an ambulance and um which by the way um, throughout this whole movie we're led to believe that like chowder is like the dumb idiot friend who like doesn't know shit and stuff like that but he makes this fucking weird ass comment about how like oh dj will you'll be fine because it's manslaughter not murder because it was an accident how the fuck does this 12 year old child know the difference between uh 
fucking manslaughter and murder. You're telling me you didn't when you were 12? I mean, I did, yeah, but I watched, perhaps. like, true crime shows with my mom and shit. But, exactly, like, we're su- exactly. But exactly. we're supposed to believe that he's, like, a dumb dumb. <laughs> like, we're supposed to believe he's a dummy. I mean... Also, I don't think true crime shit was a thing in 1982. You just looked out the window. Yeah, I just looked out the fucking window. <laughs> it's 1982. And directly after that, um... Elizabeth come comes to uh, DJ's house, <laughs> and like, praying uh, like a fucking. Tyler just fucking dashes for it. <laughs> it's so yeah, he just fun. runs, and it's really fucking funny the way that he runs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even look like a run; it looks like a jog. <laughs> yeah, like he just lightly jogs away, and it's really funny. <laughs> it's funny. He's funny. Funny, funny. So DJ comes comes back home uh, to Elizabeth. She she's just sort of like uh, she's being like a huge. She's clearly like tr- trying to get brownie points with the parents. Like she's like um, playing uh, Olivia Newton being... John in the car. Yeah, like yeah, she pulls up playing like Olivia Newton John and everything. Um... Just, like, the way she's dressed, the way she, like, interacts yeah. with DJ. She calls him, like, cantaloupe. Yeah. <laughs> stuff, which is really funny. Yeah, and, like, when DJ, like, tells her, like, oh, they're gone, it's like, oh, they're gone. Um, uh, she Immediately. Like, she, like, um, uh, changes clothes and um, turns it basically into, like, this punk like alternative girl the exact type of girl that machine gun kelly talked about in that fucking song i hate this i hate the ex- this the exact same well you're telling me you did it fall in love with an emo girl <laughs> you fell in love, you, what what you don't you don't like emo girls you don't like emo girls i was like one me? i you was don't like one. me you don't like me shut up no. <laughs> I'm gonna not like you if you keep making this joke. I'm not like other girls. She like um basically like af- after that she just like all the bullshit is just cut, and um and DJ is just like yeah well I'm a fucking I'm I'm like I'm like f- thirteen I'm practically an adult or whatever the hell and so um I I want to be up and then and then um. To respond, um, Z just breaks a fucking vase. Like, oh my god, DJ, why'd you DJ, do that? DJ, why would you do that? And then DJ, he's like, why would you do that? It's definitely like a girl <laughs> boss. I'm just ignoring that bit. Um, it's definitely just like a girl boss moment for her. Um, <laughs> she's gonna fucking ignore what you just did. I can't yeah. believe you've done this. It's funny though. Gatekeep. Gaslight girl boss. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and so, yeah, so she's like, DJ, like, why would you do that? And he's like, what the fuck? I didn't do that. And he's like, she's like, well, who would they believe? Like, you or me? Which is like, yeah. Like, <laughs> if you, yeah. like, if, yeah. Um, but. You get- and basic, basically, like, tell tells him to, like, fuck off and go to his room. Yeah, which he does, and he, like, takes a little nap-nap. 
Um, and we have this cool fucking dream sequence of like yeah this yeah, hand this dream coming out of the house from across. Like everything turns red and dark, and uh, a hand like grows out of the house from across the street and like is shadowed on into DJ's room, and, like goes into his room to grab him and stuff like that. Um, but before it can, it we are interrupted by the phone ringing because uh, DJ has a landline next to his bed. He uh, picks up the phone and um, it's just like heavy breathing. Yeah. It's and um, actually he picks he, up the he, phone. He, he goes it, and all you hear is DJ. You are wondering why you're here. <laughs> Across the room from you is a dead man. <laughs> Uh, and this actually leads into a really fucked up Saw sequence, and, like, for some reason, they thought this was, like, okay to put in a children's movie. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, like, really weird that, that like, wow, this Saw, like, sequel's really fucked up. Yeah, huh? it's, like, really, like, and, yeah. like, they make guess... it, like, animation and stuff, which they didn't do before, but, like, good for them, I guess. Like, I... Like, I, I mean, like, I guess they got away with a lot of stuff in kids' movies for all, because, I mean, like, like, Mouse Hunt is like, just straight up a torture porn movie, and then <laughs> this, like, they just bring Jigsaw in here. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, like, really weird, but, like, I, I'm down with it. Like, I liked the movie. <laughs> no, but, yeah, of we course just... That didn't, of course that didn't happen. <laughs> Could you imagine, though? <laughs> just, like, a hidden fucking Jigsaw prequel, like, fucking, like, prequel movie. It's just like been hiding. So you mean so you mean Jigsaw? No, what's that? <laughs> I don't know. DJ does Star sixty nine to see like who is um, calling, um, and it turns out that it is coming from the Nepercracker house. Yeah, we start hearing and the phone ringing from across the street. Yeah, and like. While he's like looking, looking out onto uh, Nevercracker's uh, estate, um, <laughs> estate. <laughs> Sorry. DJ gets startled by a pair of hands, um, like grabbing onto him suddenly, and um, he turns around and it is um, uh, Bones, this um, par- apparently Z's boyfriend, yeah. that she just randomly decided to bring. <laughs> Like while she while she was babysitting a kid. Yeah, as you and this do. This guy fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, like uh, he he's like like making fun of DJ, like uh, ripping up. He he's like ripping up. He was like ripping up like one of um DJ's stuffed animals before he like makes out with it. It's like really fucking weird. I yeah, it's gross. And like, I get like liking a dude and stuff like that but what the fuck like i would like z does like eventually like send him down back downstairs but like i would have been just like hey what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like what the fuck was that oh um, like that was a kid and his like stuffed animal like what the fuck like are you okay like do i need to call someone like it's like it's it's bad i don't like it <laughs> Yeah, definitely one of the moments of this movie that made me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So after Z and Bones like go go back um downstairs, uh DJ calls up Chowder and and 
he's like, hey, I gotta talk to you about something. Um, <laughs> and um, leaves downstairs, not before he overhearing a conversation between Z and Bones about, like, Nebercracker and, like, um, Z kind of, like, saying, hey, well, wait, what if, what... You forgot to mention, um, he, like, starts, like, like, uh, uh, DJ starts, like, freaking out, saying, like, that the phone, like, he's, like, look, and he, like, shows that the phone call is coming from, like, across the street, and, like, Z's, like, wow, you called the neighbors, and, um, she, and he's, like, well, he died today, like, I saw him, like, die today, and stuff like that, and she's, like, cool, whatever, like, she's very, like, nonchalant about it, and not freaked out at all, um, and so when um, DJ goes downstairs to go meet up with um, Chowder, uh, um, Z's like, what's, like, the whole deal about Nevercracker anyway? Like, I don't get it. Like, why do people, like, freak out about him and stuff like that? And, and that leads Bones to talk about his kite um, that Nevercracker stole when he was a kid. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it was an awesome awesome red kite. kite. Yeah. And, uh, after that, um, um, he then proceeds to try to get, to, like, get with Z. Yeah, another moment that is extremely uncomfortable, and luckily, like, Nothing, Nothing happens. happens, but, uh, yeah, he kind of, like, at first he, like, is, like, leaning in to kiss her, and then he, like, looks away and stuff like that, which is, like, okay, yeah, that, like, happens and stuff, like, that's a thing that, like, guys will do and shit, and then he's, like, talking about how, like, oh, Nebercracker, like, killed his wife, like, after fattening her up, and then he ate her and stuff like that and then like as he's saying like he ate her and shit he like leans in to like uh kiss and like make out with z uh which z is like not really receptive to and for like a good (laughs) few minutes is like fighting back against bones um which was definitely like very uncomfortable watching that happen um yeah and eventually like he kicks or uh, she kicks him out of the house and stuff like that which i'm glad that they didn't like portray her in a sense of like oh she's like a prude or something like that um because that was something that happened a lot in the early 2000s like whenever a girl would not be receptive to that sort of stuff um and so that's great and all but it still was just like a very like uncomfortable moment mm-hmm. yeah um and frankly unneeded like he could have like done like there could have been a million different ways to write like the sequence of her like kicking bones out without it like l- insinuating assault and shit like that there it is been... a dan Harmon script though so yes we didn't talk about that but yes this movie is like co-written like screenplay and stuff like that is co-written by dan Harmon, uh who is famously worked on um uh community and more famously has worked on rick and morty um alongside justin roiland 
but so this was like kind of an early thing that he did and they Definitely is a lot of like scenarios that happen in this movie that are very like not it's, aged well. Yeah, they do not age well, and frankly, aren't I would even say we're probably not great in two thousand and six either. <laughs> um, but yeah, it definitely like watching it now in 2022 and now as an adult and stuff like that uh the jokes and stuff that they kind of make are not really like funny they're very um not great especially not great in a children's um yeah i know this is like meant for older kids and stuff like that it's not meant for younger you know this is definitely more of a tween to teenage movie but that still is very inappropriate to have in my opinion (laughs) uh jokes about assault and then they also like make a couple um ableist remarks yeah ableist jokes and stuff like that um and then there's also like some uh well i do like some of the I guess fat representation in this movie uh there is a lot of like fat phobic um sort of jokes and body image jokes and the such um Mm -hmm. so this movie definitely has it's like really good moments of like you know stuff that you wouldn't expect from a movie from 2006 but then it definitely has movies that like moments that like definitely you would expect this from a movie from 2006 (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) unfortunately um you might be happy to know that um uh bones does get what he deserves and um uh, into the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get into the fucking house. Get yeah, in, get in here. We see the the red kite that he was talking about previously, like kind of peers out of the door and stuff. And he's like, "Whoa!" Because he's like on Nevercracker's lawn, like talking shit about Nevercracker. Um, and eventually, oh, something we forgot to mention was when Nevercracker was taken away from the in the ambulance. Um, the house. Uh, very much did not want him to leave to the point where like it even like um, broke a wheel off the gurney yeah um, because it was trying to like tug it away from those uh, from the um, EMTs and um, then as soon as he's like put away in the uh, ambulance uh, and taken away uh, the chimney of the house like um, roars to life and stuff like that and obviously nobody uh, is inside and so like this whole time you kind of get the feeling that there is definitely something spooky going on spooky spooky um, so so after after um, Bones gets um, yoinked, um, we do cut to DJ going to the danger zone, which is like this um, construction site. Uh, I believe from like what I've read, it's supposed to be like a housing development uh, for apartments. 
which is kind of an interesting thing. Like, this was definitely in a point of time when um, the urbanization of suburban areas and stuff was very relevant, um, both in the 1980s and the early 2000s. Like, a lot of people's fears was the uh, fact that their, like, homes would be demolished or uh, land around their homes would be um, bought up and turn into um, apartments and things like that. Uh, so I thought that was like a kind of a cool little, they don't mention that at all. And that's kind of like just what I've gotten from knowing history and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it totally could be that they're just like, yeah, totally. That's what we meant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and that's not <laughs> at all what they meant, but I did think it was kind of interesting that they included that because there is some like, you see like, uh, Nebercracker is like a veteran, from presumably the, one of the world wars, which after which land like place like land plot of lands were given to veterans, um, and like later on in the movie when we see him building the house, we see that like it was a very deserted area, and then in the present day in the movie, it is like complete suburbia, um, with now a. Um, seemingly like urban development happening so i think it's very interesting to kind of look at that and kind of like view this movie as a like um metaphor maybe for the urbanization and such of more suburban areas yeah yeah that's a different that's definitely a really interesting lens to view this movie in it definitely Um, is like there's definitely a lot of parts of this movie that i think um can be very like interesting to look at through the lens of like i said like the like the fact of urbanization of more um suburban places and stuff like that was definitely like a big concern for a lot of families um in the 80s um and even in the early 2000s and stuff, because we were coming off of like a housing crisis or in 2006, we were just like starting to be into a housing crisis. But um, it also could definitely be that just that that was just like a coincidence um, or it could be something that was like deliberately sort of hinted at in the movie. I don't know. But um, I just do know from like a historical standpoint that was something that was like a concern to many people at the time and a lot to a lot of uh veterans who got their plot on lands from um being in the wars and such yeah yeah i i i would i would have never thought of to see that movie as that way that's that's so yeah cool. this from from the time that we've like talked about this movie and like the more that i think about this movie does a lot of stuff with it that like is interesting but like i'm probably certain it's not in the ways that the filmmakers intended to be yeah like there's surprisingly a lot to say about a lot of other things which um which is very interesting. We'll get um, more into like the backstory of the house and like who exactly like Number Cracker is and stuff like that. Um, and I'll probably bring it up then too. But like, yeah, there is some like things to be said about like um, freak culture and things like that that 
is also very deep in things, but I'm pretty sure is not meant for like yeah. the analysis of the movie, but it is still interesting to bring up and part of like movies and like stuff like that is looking at sort of the unintended um metaphors and meanings in them. We get introduced to after um Bones is kidnapped by the house. Um we get in uh DJ and Chowder try to investigate um but the house comes alive and attacks them and stuff like that. Um and the next morning we're introduced to um Jenny who is trying to sell Halloween candy. Um and eventually uh, she tries to go to Nebercracker's house to sell there as well and um, the uh, boys who have been like staying up all night like watching the house notice that and like chase after her um, and she calls the police and we are introduced to s- fucking cops cop <laughs> time yeah. Um. According according to the um, synopsis, they are Officer Landers and Officer Lister, who are voiced by Kevin James and Nick Cannon, of all people. It's very funny that this movie is essentially like a star-studded cast. Like we have Steve Buscemi as Nebercracker, we have uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal as I believe Z, we have. Um, Jason Lee as we have, we have Jason Lee as Bones. Uh, we have Mitchell Musso, Mitchell Musso who is as like DJ. Definitely a huge like star of the time. Um, the only two people who I do not recognize currently are Sam Lerner, who is Chowder, and Spencer Locke as Jenny. Um, but other than that, like we have like Catherine O'Hara is um, is uh, DJ's mom. Uh, Fred Willard, uh, who is like he was a a a, um sort of classic like comedian he's a big character actor yeah he's a huge character actor um from the 1960s and stuff like that he's dj's dad and everything and so we have like a very like star-studded fucking like cast um and then uh which is very strange but i think that leans to the fact that this is a steven spielberg movie this is an amblin film um yeah yeah. produced specifically yeah produced uh so i think definitely like that's how all of these like sort of like big name especially in the early 2000 actors and actresses uh were yeah uh how they're a part of this movie so after after they do um after when after Jenny um calls the cops over they're they're like yeah this these they're completely dismissive they're like these kids are just like like they're they're, they're bullshitting and like they on, they only <laughs> like like to show their point like uh chowder and DJ um DJ is like jumping up and down on the on the lawn and um um, Chowder is just about to throw a fucking rock. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like the house. And like, like, um, the, like, uh, the, the Kevin James, um, officer, like, stops both of them and it's like, you know, I'll excuse, um, the rock, the throwing the rock thing, 
because the dance was pretty fucking pretty fucking funny. Yeah, and the kids keep like saying, eh. like, there's something up at the house. There's a, like a giant thing in the house. Um and ball, what? Yeah, and it's starting to show that the house does not react when there are adults involved. Like as soon as like sort of adults like show up, uh the house kind of like stops being active. Um which then the characters are all like, fuck, what are we gonna do? Uh the boys start fighting over Jenny because uh this is a, a movie. Um, <laughs> about boys will be teenage boys. Boys. Wow. boys, will be boys. <laughs> um, and like they start like saying like weird shit. Like um, Chowder's like, uh, like Jenny says like which school she went to. Um, and Chowder's like, yeah, I got in there, but I decided not to go. And she's like, it was a, it's an all girl school. And he's like, well, yeah, that's why I decided not to go. Uh, which was a funny kind of th- that was like a funny line. I did chuckle at that. Chowder transfem. Yeah, chowder trans femme. Let's go. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so they, they, we get the planning scene and shit like that. Um, and not before, not before we go to the best fucking character in the movie. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I was leading up to. We get the planning scene and they're like, oh, I know who we've got to talk to. And we get introduced to take it away, Skull, you know? Reginald Skull. Skull. Let's Skull fucking Lindsay. go. Played by John Hedder, dude, Napoleon Dynamite. John. Which, uh, fun fact, my, um, mom, John Hedder is from the, uh, place that I live, and, um, his dad is a doctor and is actually one of my mom's doctors. Uh, so I've met, uh, Napoleon Dynamite's dad. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's so cool. And, um, they eventually, like, ask him, like, what the fuck do we do? We also get a um, cool, like, shot of this video game that he's playing. And it was, like, really kind of cool. It's, like, definitely, like, Castlevania-inspired. Uh, yeah, or like, or, like, Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, and it's actually, like, really cool and shit like that. Um, I really like when movies have, like, video game references and they're actually, like, things that look like they could be actual video games, not just, like, a fucking thing. Generic, generic shooter. Yeah. Uh... I also like when they, like, fit in with the theme as well, uh, versus, like, uh, this zombie movie's going to have a fucking, like, dating sim. I don't know. <laughs> I would actually Dude. love it a zombie movie. Has imagine, a imagine person. watching, imagine watching, like, Dawn of the Dead and someone's playing Honey Pop. <laughs> That's me doing the fucking, like, zombie apocalypse. I'm gonna die because I'm just, like, fucking sitting there playing a dating sim while, like, the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> like, zombies are breaking down my door. I'm like, God, Lol. shut up. I'm trying to get this route. Like, oh my God. He claims that, um, it, that it's a supernatural being um, the house, when, like, a house is being, like, um, connected to a spirit, um, uh, he calls it the Domus Mectibulus, um, which is, uh, apparent, which is deadly home in, uh, 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 Latin. Mm-hmm. And the only, and he says that the only way to, um, kill it off basically is to go for the heart mm-hmm. and um <laughs> and 
like after he says that, after he gives that sage advice, um, we we have like this. I have to mention this fucking this fucking scene. I mean, it's I the have. scene that everybody knows. It's the scene everyone knows, where like he's running off, like like he he like turns around and like. Take, takes a piece of like I think like a chocolate bar. From yeah, Chowder yeah, it's one of the, the candies that Jenny was selling. Yeah, and just fucking scarfs it down like an animal and just yeah, runs yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's really fucking funny. It makes me cackle every single time. We also want to mention uh, we all watch a streamer called Robbie Dude. Uh, here and uh, Skull looks exactly like fucking Robbie Dude. <laughs> um, he does. To the point, like when we were watching the movie, we're just like, "Holy shit, that is just Robbie Dude." Uh, is Robert Duder. <laughs> Robert Duder <laughs> from twitchtv Robbie Dude. Can the preview for this episode be like it's just like a picture of Robbie? Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really want that. Exactly, it's just fucking Robbie. Um, I don't know if we've really talked about this, but at this point in the movie, everyone has, well, specifically DJ, has assumed that the house is taken over by by, uh, Nebercracker. Yes, because it's assumed that Nebercracker at this point is dead. Yeah, Nebercracker is, like, assumed dead. Earlier in the movie, when he was being taken away by the um, ambulance, uh, we get some fucking for some reason, like, totally out of character, like, way more, like, smart than we are led to believe, like, lines from Chowder saying, like, the light's off, that means he's dead. <laughs> and, uh, no sirens, <laughs> that's not a good sign. Yeah, and it's like, I, like, I'm sorry, like, at that point in the movie, we're led to believe that, like, Chowder is, like, the dumb, funny, like, he's not smart and stuff like that kid, uh, but, like, he has these, like, fucking sage advice moments. It's really weird how they play Chowder, how, like, how they write Chowder and shit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. So, so then all the kids sort of, like, come to the conclusion that, um, the, where the heart is, is, like, where the chimney, chimney is, um, because smoke has been, uh, coming out of it ever since Nippercracker has, um, passed, or quote-unquote passed, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so to, to, like, sedate it, um, they plan on having, like, basically a Trojan horse with, um, cold medicine, cold medicine to, like, knock it out, yeah. so that they can go in with it asleep, and, um, um, Snuff out the fire. Try, try, yeah, yeah. Try to like, um, cr- um, snuff it out. So fuck it up. <laughs> to fuck ch- it ch- up. So like, um, Chowder, Chowder's, uh, gets some um, cold medicine from his dad's pharmacy, which was mentioned like, um, during during the time DJ was calling him, like he was mentioning that his dad was w- working at the pharmacy. And he, like, does not want to steal from his dad, which is really funny. He's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to steal. And they're like, Chowder, we're going to fucking die unless you steal cold medicine from your dad. And he's like, okay. And then he, like, runs in. And then, like, as yeah. he's, like, it, like the entire time he's screaming. And as he's, like, stealing the things, uh, he triggers, like, a Halloween decoration. And it goes off. And he, like, it's fucking terrifying. Just, like, runs out. And it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Eventually, they do get the Trojan horse uh, kid 
dummy um, up and running. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, they they almost get get to it. They they almost they're almost successful, but then um, I guess I guess like the like the cops were like doing like um like a, a like a watch around. A patrolling, yeah. And um, they they run over uh, the cable, stopping the dummy in its place, and. <laughs> They they catch the kids um, red-handed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're, like, uh, trying to explain that, like, um, like, everything. And they're, like, trying to say, and they're, the cops aren't listening because they're cops. Um, and uh, eventually, like, I forget what, but something, like, leads the cops to, like, go investigate the house. They both get fucked up by the house. They yeah, both... and um, the uh, house just like swallows them, uh, whole and shit. Which like fuck. Get yeah. in the hole. Get in the fucking, get in the fucking hole. hole. Um, <laughs> which fuck yeah, this house is fucking cool. <laughs> um, fuck cops. A cab. Yeah, let's go. A cab. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> the one good thing this house has done. <laughs> Of, and also at one point, I can't remember if it was now or if it was or if it's later. Uh, one point, a dog gets like fucking eaten by the house, which is confusing because like for most of the movie, it's been alleged that like the fucking house just like hates kids and stuff like that and affects kids. What the fuck does a puppy have to do with it? Well, it peed. It's try. It was about to pee on the lawn. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I guess that's valid. <laughs> yeah. What you want? Are you? T- yeah, like what you want a dog to piss on you? I'm not. I'm Ew. cutting that out. You're cutting, I'm cutting that, that out. out. I'm cutting that out. Cut it out. Cut it out. So like the kids think that they're safe in the car. It's like yeah, well at least they. Well at least uh, the house can't like hurt us in the car. The house hurts Wrong. Us in the car. Well, the house fucks up the cop car because it's like like damn job's not done yet. Damn job's <laughs> yeah. And, um, they, the house, like, bites into the car, leaving, like, a, like, a hole in the back. So the kid, so the kids luckily can, like, just jump out and, like, right before they can run through the door, it slams and, um, they're not, they're not coming out. Yeah. Um, but because it ate the police vehicle and the cops had, like, taken the medicine, uh, the house eventually, like, falls asleep. Uh, which is what their plan was uh, anyway. Um, and so they're down in the basement and they find this, like, um, shrine of, like, they find a bunch of, like, old, like, sepia-toned photos of um, Nebercracker in his, like, war uh, squadron, which uh, we find out was the, like, um, the explosive uh like squadron um and uh so we see like some backstory about nebercracker we see that like he's a war veteran um he was involved with like explosives and stuff like that which by the way means that nebercracker has confirmed kill people um like he has confirmed kills uh we also see photos of him and his wife 
and the boys explain a little bit about um, the whole like lore around Nebercracker like fattening up his wife and killing her and eating her and stuff like that um and then we we also see like there's a bunch of like all the shit that has been stolen is down in the basement like all the kids toys and everything um and eventually uh we see that uh there is a shrine of like dedicated to Nebercracker's wife it it, it is like around where the heart is there is a heart-shaped locket keeping um the shrine locked away and um what what is shown is that it is a woman encased in cement um and uh a bunch of like um um chocolates flowers um memorabilia around her around the body it's um, like if a guy were to kill his wife, why would he do that? He's like, yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah. Uh, eventually, like, I think like DJ trips and like um, accidentally breaks like the cement mold, keeping um. He like cracks um, it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it shows like um a skeleton, and that like that is not yeah. How, it like... shows like like here's the thing: fat people have normal skeletons that are in the like still like typical shape of like not fat people, but for some reason the movies like writers and like animators I guess thought that wasn't how skeletons work, um, and so they made it look like her skeleton was like huge and like way more like separated than it would be normally uh and it's kind of just like come on man <laughs> like you could very easily look at a skeleton of a fat person and see that like it's pretty much the same like yeah um it's ju- it's just like it's just encased in fat yeah and um meat yeah um and so yeah so they um wake up the house uh and it starts like attacking them uh and they have like little like shoot like um nerf guns or whatever the fuck uh like water guns uh and they start like shooting it and stuff like that and they're like what the fuck like what do we shoot at oh my god um and jenny like is like well if that's the mouth and that's the like the tongue oh that must be the uvula uh, which is like a chandelier and so she's like shoot that shoot that uh, and they do and it eventually like causes the um, house to throw them up uh, through what looks like Baja Blast uh, well you you miss you miss the uh, the uh, the very fun you miss the no, very it's not, iconic it's not until like yeah till, yeah she says it's like that if she like she like uh, like they think they, they think the uvula is the heart and they're like wait that's not the heart that's the uvula then chowder just goes so it's a girl house <laughs> which jenny's like everybody has a fucking uvula chowder and he's like i don't have one like i don't have one uh chowder transfem <laughs> based uh based monster house <laughs> uh and so uh as they're vomited out a um ambulance shows up which like by the way 
is never like it's revealed like Nevercracker walks out of the ambulance and he's alive and stuff and like nobody else comes out of the ambulance. Did he steal this? Did bitch? he steal this ambulance? Like where did he get this ambulance? <laughs> um, I wouldn't put it past him. Like that sounds like in character for him. And also, this is when the movie actually gets like really good. Is when Nevercracker comes back. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Like the movie up to this point, like it had funny moments and it definitely like is an all right movie, but it still like was like very slow at some points. And it just like, I, I wasn't as interested until Nebercracker like finally gets back. Um, I 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, then we get a shitload of backstory. <laughs> uh, we get the lore. We get Will the you want to tell us the backstory? Lore. Yeah. Tell us the backstory. Okay. So, um, Nebercracker met, um, the, this, this woman named Constance at like, uh, I think it's like a carnival or like a, it's a circus, freak show, yeah. circus, like a circus freak show. And she was like the world's largest woman or, and, and, um, she was just miserable and, um, Nebercracker was like, Hey, it, it, she, he just basically just like, um, he down bad. asked her, Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we love we love a um short like a, a, a man who who loves chubby chubby women. Yeah, short, and it's actually cane. like throughout this moment, like they kept like um they play it like it's very much revealed that Constance is like not like willingly in the carnival because like it's shown that like um people like throw stuff at her, uh, and you know she is made fun of and stuff like that. Um, meanwhile, like Nevercracker is like looking on like very lovingly and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, I wanted to take a moment here to point out that like during that point in time in real life was when, uh, freak shows were like legitimately a thing and freak shows very much targeted, um, a lot of like, um, oppressed people, um, and people who, were most of the time they were disabled either like mentally or physically um and or they would also target um people of color a lot uh like extremely a lot um and yeah so Mm -hmm. uh her kind of being upset and not wanting to be there is very in line with how a lot of like freak show like performers felt because but they were also combated with like this is the only like a lot of the times they would be recruited at a very young age like Tom Thumb who um is best known he was a uh he was um a part of P.T. Barnum's uh show his name was General Tom Thumb and he was portrayed as this sort of like um he was a, a person with dwarfism um and he was portrayed you know as this like military general and things like that um and he was portrayed as someone who was you know like had been through war and had been was like very much an adult and stuff like that but then it came out that he was actually only four years old <laughs> when he was recruited by pt barnum um, and that's when he started doing shows and he had P.T. Barnum had him like drinking and smoking and 
doing stunts and stuff like that. And it was a huge success, but it was still, you know, like a fucking four year old, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and everything. And actually he didn't die until he was like 45. Like he died very young and things like that. But, um, he like, so you have like real life occurrences of like Constance's story of like these people who, were sort of forced into this lifestyle and it was a very like nomadic lifestyle as well because you know you would be moving from city to city um and there's a lot of interesting um stories to read about people who were quote-unquote freaks or whatever um those performers and stuff and then it's also very interesting too to read what happened to them after their deaths and stuff as well which i definitely recommend people research on their own time because uh while it is very sad what happened to a lot of them it is also very interesting to see like that sort of side of american history that is very ingrained in american history like most people's grandparents went to those shows and stuff like that um and i mean we still have circuses and stuff to this day um but yeah and so I just wanted to take a time and mention that, like, Constance, like, feeling of, like, wanting to escape. And, like, she was kept in a cage as well. Um, it is shown that she's, like, kept in a, um, like, movable That she cage. was treated subhuman. Yeah, and that's very much, like, the truth of it all was, like, you would have these performers or people who were employed by these circuses or shows or whatever and they would be the ones making all of the money but they would also be living in horrible conditions you know they wouldn't um get the health care that they needed they wouldn't get anything that they needed and stuff like that they would not eat properly some would go a long time without eating um and it was all like they would be getting like pennies you know for their performances meanwhile the people running the show or running it all would be getting like you know hundreds of dollars and getting very rich off of this um sort of stuff especially later on after the success of pt barnum and everything um but i liked how they kind of showed a little bit of that tidbit of like history in this movie and I also think it was very cute and sweet of how they kind of portrayed Nevercracker's love for yeah it's very yeah. it's very clear that they both love each other yeah like, th- um like oh go on and th- there's no any there's not really any jokes like portray uh, like made about the fact like Nebercracker likes you know a fat woman and stuff like that like there's not really a lot of like most of the jokes that are made about uh Constance are at her expense and um to the point where she fucking dies um (laughs) like but so uh yeah Nebercracker asks Constance if she wants to like he he's like you know I can take you away from this and she's like, yes, please, please do. Um, and he does. And they, like I said earlier, move to a plot of land that uh, most likely was given to uh, Nebercracker for his service in the war. Um, and it's this very, dis- like, um, 
rural, like deserted place. Um, yeah, we it's, get it. It's also this very like neat shot of like when they get to the plot of land that like it, like shows like a bit of time passing as like the house like slowly gets built. Yeah, um, partially. Yeah. Uh, and then this is when we find out what happens to Constance. Uh, so will um so uh constance is like really upset because these um children are um messing around with with uh the house they're like throwing things at it and um they're calling her name just being general yeah and um nevercracker's like well well they're kids it's halloween um and it's like uh calm down and it's like no no sh- they are hurting my house yeah, they're hurting I, me and like is what she says they're too. hurting so she um to to um res- to, as a response to that she picks up a fucking axe yeah she goes and to like fucking... starts not before though um nevercracker says something really sweet he says uh like, I will never let anything bad happen to you. Like, I'm here. I'm going to protect you and stuff like that. And it's really nice and cute. Um, and then and then a boy <laughs> throws an egg at her and she fucking goes ballistic and picks up a fucking axe. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what, what ends up happening is that, like. Through, through, like, her frenzy, she, like, um, accidentally turns on, uh, like, the cement, um, mixer. Yeah, she, like, twists her ankle. Like, twists her ankle, trips into, like, a hole, and, um, is, and then gets abs- drowned by, um, cement. Yeah. <laughs> Which... For a kid's film, that's fucking terrifying. It's a very dark death, like, and, uh, like, it is very much, like, very dark, and I feel so, I feel a lot of, like, guilt for Nebercracker, because, like, I believe, too, it was, like, a piece of, like, construction equipment that she, like, twists on, um, or something, and so, like, technically, in a way, he did kill his wife, but not in the way that people think. Oh my god, that that is so. That's really interesting that you say that because, um, where people are like kind of right, but not exactly. Yeah, and that happens in real life too. You you will have like something like a murder happen and stuff in a community, and it'll be like years and years and years. Um, and rumors will start, you know, happening as humans do, because we're such a great fucking thing. Um, (laughs) and so you'll start having, like, a lot of rumors happens where the story kind of gets twisted in a way, and I can very much see, like, um, it coming out that she slipped on, like, construction material, or, like, she turned on uh, the cement thing, and that sort of being twisted into... Uh, Cracker, like, you know, maybe was, like, at fault in some way. And so I can very much see that being the case. Um, and so, yeah, it's revealed that, like, Nebercracker actually didn't really kill his wife. Like, he wasn't really at fault. Um, and that he completed the house, um, because that's what, that's what Constance would have wanted. 
that she loved the house, that she she would have loved to see it in in completion. Yeah. Um and but then it's like slowly like shown that uh Constance vengeful spirit has in fact possessed the house and um he turns into this old like crotchety grumpy man because he is trying to protect people from the house especially kids and he finds it particularly hard to do around the halloween season uh because obviously that's around the time that she died um and uh very much too he like wants to try to protect the neighborhood kids and stuff um at the expense of his own like standing within the community and everything which i think is very like they don't really like delve into that but like this man had to essentially like he lost his wife um and then had to sort of like lose himself as well in order to protect like kids who were really the ones were just being yeah. kids yeah um and it, it very like easily he could have become like this grumpy old man and stuff like that and pretty much like had a right to like kids were the ones at fault um and stuff like that but instead of like letting that sort of happen he um sacrifices himself in a way to um try to save the kids which i think is definitely something i wish they kind of touched on a bit more they do a little bit dj kind of says like i know you've been trying to protect us and stuff like that but um it's very much like kind of brushed over really quick um yeah um basically dj and then like after Nembercracker tells that the dj or just um DJ's sort of like, you have to let her go. Well, we see, you, you, we see, like, somehow there's been a fucking case of dynamite <laughs> just chilling in the front yard. It's not really explained how that got there. Um, no, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Nebercracker starts, like, speaking to the house, and he's like, you know, we both know it's time, you know, oh, girl, like, you know, I, I never want to hurt you and stuff like that. Um, and he starts, like, leaning down towards the, um, explosives, the dynamite, I believe is what it actually is. Um, and as he's doing that... Constance gets, Constance gets, like, fucking pissed. And, like, she somehow launches herself off of the, um, establishment and, um... The foundation. Starts starts absolutely chasing them, chasing both Nebercracker and the kids. Yeah, and it's never like talked about the neighborhood in this movie. But can you imagine just like fucking making dinner and seeing that happen? Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, I gotta move. Like, it, like, would you I, stay like, in that oh, fucking like neighborhood? Because I wouldn't. I I gotta. I would go. be like, cool. I'm gonna call <laughs> my realtor real quick. Like, fuck this. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna dip. Yeah, like, actually, I gotta go. Like, <laughs> um, and like, 
I know, like, the suspension of disbelief and stuff like that, like, whatever, you're not supposed to think about those things, but I always, like, am curious, like, whenever I do watch this movie, uh, like, what the fuck are the neighbors doing at this point? <laughs> like, is everybody at the fucking dentist? Like, is everybody in this neighborhood a fucking dentist and they're all at the same convention? Like, <laughs> is this a dentist neighborhood, actually? Um. Yes. Yes, this is a dentist community neighborhood. Shaking my head. Uh. Um. So, like, while they're running, while, while they're absolutely fucking, like, running, uh, I, um, like, Nebercracker, like, I think, like, at some way he, he's, like, winded, um, because, you know, he, old. he just had a heart attack. He had a heart attack stroke thing. <laughs> like, it's never really confirmed what he has. Uh, also, yeah, it's he, also, real quick. Uh, the fucking monster design for the house, once it's off its, like, fucking, um, foundation and shit, is really fucking cool. Uh, yeah. And it's something- I think it would have been even cooler if they really stick with the idea that originally they were gonna have with, like, um, how the house was originally gonna have internal organs. Yeah. Like, like, um, the wallpapers were gonna be, like, veiny and, like, um- uh, I and the eyeballs and um, the, the windows were going to be eyeballs. Yeah, and it's really like that would fucking that would have been cool if they ever make like a, which I hope they don't because please Hollywood make something original. But if they ever make like a live action version of this movie or like reboot it or whatever, it would be cool to see that. Uh, but like Hollywood yeah. don't please. Oh my god, make something original. Please don't. <laughs> please, I want I please want something don't. original. Please, please. Uh, leave this movie yeah. alone. Let this movie die. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, so, um, Nebercracker is trying, is, um, while he's being left behind, um, he's trying to convince Constance, like, hey, they're just kids, this, like, yeah. they're just kids, please leave them alone. It's kind of insinuating, too, like, that, like, uh, he's kind of insinuating, too, that, uh, he'll sacrifice himself as well uh with the house which is very like whoa (laughs) and i wish they kind of touched upon a little bit more but understanding that this is like a kid's movie and that is a very dark subject (laughs) um and like um nebercracker is like confronting constance and saying like they're just kids please leave them alone like um, we all know this time was coming. Yeah, he says, like, it's time to, like, end it and everything. Like, we knew this was gonna come and stuff like that. Um, and they eventually, like, um, get to the construction, like, the housing development, um, area, uh, and there's an, uh, ex- ex- excavator? <laughs> Uh, that will. <laughs> yeah. Um, which Chowder... Chowder was, like, messing around with earlier in the film. Um, comes back and Chowder is, like, messing around with it. Uh, well, we'll try... Driving it around and trying to, like, distract uh, the house. Um. And try... Tr- like... W- Try to distract the house while, like, DJ tries to do something. 
Nebercracker's like, hey, here, have the stick of dynamite. <laughs> here you go, kid. <laughs> like, you need to throw it in the chimney. Yeah. Uh, and um, DJ, like, crim- climbs up a uh, nearby crane. With the help of Jenny, um, uh, DJ... Um, eventually, eventually climbs up the house, climbs up the tower, and um, tr- and throws and tries to throw um the the stick of dynamite in the chimney. Um, uh, there it, it does have a lot, a, like a lot of complications. Like um, uh, D- DJ, no, 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 I think yeah, DJ is like um, like swung around like a like a like a a steel beam I think yeah like DJ fucking died um (laughs) just from the fucking whiplash alone yeah yeah and um eventually um uh DJ does manage to throw the stick of dynamite into the chimney and um seemingly defeats the house yeah um not the case. The house re- re- reconstructs in, in, like, possibly, like, a super cool design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just, like, it, like, kind of, like, it just kind of, like, molds itself into, like, this just, like, fucked up, like, like, it, it, it it's just this fucked up, like, wooden, just, like, structure of just hell. And it's cool. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, Chowder tries to like force Constance into like a hole, into a, like a pit, mm-hmm. to like um, like destroy it, th- th- to try to destroy it once and for all. They basically like fucking ex- exploded her one more time, completely es- destroying her. Explode. She exploded. Oh no. Oh no. She's gone. Oh oh no. Oh, Our house, no. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy. I'm funny. Uh, and um, we get after this, we see this really beautiful scene of like Nebercracker dancing with Constance, Dan- Con- Constance's ghost, and it's like so beautiful. It's a nice little final moment to their story. Uh. And like, like Nebercracker is crying, like. But then like, and like DJ is like, "Hey, sorry, bestie. Sorry about your wife. <laughs> sorry about your wife. My wife. Yeah, and then actually, yeah, Nebercracker turns into Borat, and that's like, this is actually the sequel to Borat. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hmm. I wonder what I wonder like um, what they were thinking when they were making mm. this. Uh, fu- funny you should say this. Uh, when did this this movie come out? Two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand six. Shit, that was the same year Borat oh my came God, out. Confirmed. <laughs> oh my God. No. Well, when? Hold on. When did? Hold on. I'm gonna do research. You keep talking. Uh, this came out in July of two thousand six. Um, this movie. Yeah, but yeah, and, Borat um, came out in November two thousand six oh in America. Fucking conspiracy theory, get on oh it. It came out and it premiered in August. Conspiracy theory. 
<laughs> Borat ripped off of Monster mm-hmm. House. Um, but yeah, we game theory, <laughs> film theory. Um, but yeah, uh, Nebercracker like fucking like breaks down and is just like, oh my god, thank you. Like I was like, uh, he was like saying like thank you for freeing me after like twenty or forty five years. Twenty like we are free. Yeah. we are finally free. And this like forty five year old like thing, um, and. Uh, eventually, um, uh, Nebercracker decides to, like, give back everything, um, he had ever stolen from, from, um, his lawn back into, back to the community. Yeah, like that, um, fucking, like, a three-day-old girl comes up <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, um, gets her trike back. Yeah, she gets her bike back. <laughs> I was playing that the entire time. <laughs> We've been bamboozled. Yes. Um. But yeah. So. Uh. Eventually. Yeah. Like the kids. Uh. All get their stuff back. Um. And eventually, DJ and Chowder finally get to go trick or treating, which like at this point feels like because like he gives like literally like almost everything back. Like at this point, it has to be like fucking midnight. <laughs> like go to bed. And I and I really like this. Um. Really really cute moment where like nebercracker is like you stay off my lawn yeah that's really cute ah, i'm just yeah, kidding like, I'm, I'm, I'm just fucking with you um and then the movie ends and nothing else happens bye no <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately the cops are dead and they stay dead. um <laughs> the cops at bones is dead he stays dead the dog comes back yeah, 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 the, the dog lives though the dog does come back no <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. bones everyone who is he- oh god well, i was just gonna say when bones does come out because like during the credits it's revealed that like every like all of the people who are eaten by the house like are alive and they come back out um it's shown that like z is now dating skull and bones is just like what the fuck um honestly honestly good for fucking her good for her good, good for-, for her she looks happy and healthy with skull not bones <laughs> um and then uh the officers are just like we're gonna go investigate some cop like trick-or-treat candy because we're cops and we're useless um and the dog like also comes out and he pees on a jack-o'-lantern to extinguish it's he fucking pisses all over the street it gets everywhere it smells horrible like why was this the ending of the movie i don't get it dan harman's a freak dan harman's a fucking freak (laughs) and immediately like next week we get like the emails from dan hartman's lawyers we're being sued butch hartman butch hartman actually wrote this movie (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's that's the movie that's the movie. That's oh the movie. Oh my one. god, we finally fucking did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yeah, we, we did, did it. it. How long? We did it. We're going to cut out. Of, I'm going to cut out so much. so many <laughs> funny jokes that are probably not going to be the final cut. Let's yep. go. This podcast is already longer than the movie by four minutes. Listen, we did have a little break. <laughs> yes. but, uh, we did have a break. But yeah. Th- but yeah. Um, I genuinely think- enjoyed this movie. I definitely like 
I enjoyed it, but there are definitely movie the parts of the movie that I'm just like, ooh. Yeah. I Especially to, like the agree. very like two oh, like yeah, like the definitely the parts that are like, oh, this is a movie from two thousand and six. Yeah. Uh, but I still think it's it, it's still a pretty good movie. I liked the story. I think I definitely like will stick by the fact that I think the movie uh, starts being like really enjoyable when Nebercracker comes back, which is unfortunate in the fact that like you have like ten minutes left of the fucking movie at that point. It's like the last. It's a third. Yeah, act of the movie. and so unfortunately you don't get a yeah. lot of Nebercracker. <laughs> uh, and I think this movie definitely would have been a lot better if maybe he had helped with the sort of planning and stuff. I think like. If they were to ever, like, reboot this movie or remake it, it would be interesting to see him, like, help and things. Um, and kind of see that whole dynamic of everything. Like, him trying to convince the kids that, like, no, he's really trying to, like, like this is what happened. Like, he didn't kill his wife um, and everything. Uh, I think that would be definitely, like, a lot more interesting versus... Um, him being gone for like a third of the movie and then somehow coming back and then also somehow he has like fucking dynamite on his front lawn. Uh he's okay. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I I feel the same way um pretty much. Um I think this movie is has a lot of fun moments. If if it can be pretty funny, has a lot of things that don't hold up too good, but Hey, for a horror film that you could show kids, you could do a whole lot worse than Monster House. I don't yeah, tell you honestly, that. like this is probably like up there with a lot of like I can't think of a lot of like fun horror movies to like show kids other than like this and maybe like Nightmare Before Christmas and like other sort of movies. Uh, Paranorman. Paranorman. Uh, Paranorman. Leica. Leica has definitely yeah. has a lot like of movies that are good to show kids. Uh, maybe we'll cover them one day because I really enjoy those movies. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. yeah, probably. Maybe. And well, this is probably will um you picked this movie. This is like your least favorite movie of all time, right? That's why you picked mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I hate this fucking mm-hmm. film. I cannot stand this goddamn film. I hope it burns in hell. But no, really. You heard it here first, um, folks. You heard it here first. I'm going <laughs> to cut this. I'm going to cut this. I'm going to make it seem like you hate this movie. I love this make- film. I think <laughs> it is like super funny, clever, um, heartfelt, at, uh, really heartfelt at points, and um, uh, and its animation is also like kind of something I want to talk about because rotos, uh, well, not rotoscoping, like mocap. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, Tabs said um, earlier in the episode that they, um, when they were a kid, um, they didn't think. Uh, uh, they they thought it was like uncanny but like honestly i feel like this is like the best looking of um the image movers films mm-hmm. because it's trying to be stylized and it's trying to be like not realistic mm-hmm. how dare you disagree with me um how dare how dare <laughs> how how dare how dare you um have a different opinion fucking podcast fucking dare is over you. and it no <laughs> yeah but um, it's, it, the, um, I think we already sort of mentioned this. Yeah. Like, a lot of the cinematography in this film is fucking incredible. One, yeah. 100%. Um, there's like, there's like a lot of really cool shots. Um, <laughs> there's, there's like, um, uh, specifically a lot, a lot of like, um, 
Amblin-esque influence on this. You know, you know what I mean? Like, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, sort of reminds me of, like, the Iron Giant, even though, like, this takes place in the 80s and that takes place in, like, the 60s. Mm-hmm. Or 50s. Somewhere around there. Um, um, it really does, does, um, it has a lot of the same color palette. And also, um, the majority of, I think that's, I think another reason is that, like, most of the Iron Giant takes place, um, at fall. And this is also a fall film. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, this, this movie is, like, can be, like, really funny. Um, at points, despite, like, it's, um, it not really aging very well at some, some, um, points and aspects, um, uh, it's really heartfelt, especially, um, centering on, especially, like, centering on, um, Nebercracker and Constance. Yeah. I feel like that is truly, I feel like that's truly the heart of the film. Yeah, it's something, too, I wish that they had done more with is their relationship and stuff like that, because, you really only see, like, Constance, like, alive in the fucking, like, few moments you do. Um, and those moments are fun, but still, it's only, like, a th- like not even, like, a third of the film that she's in and stuff, which kind of sucks. Um, so I wish they kind of delved a little bit more into their relationship and stuff, uh, which, again, I hope they don't. But if they ever do, like, decide to reboot this movie, it would be cool to see that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have I don't have much else to say yeah. other than like yeah. good movie. Uh yeah. Shall we proceed to the outro? Um this has been Horrors for Horror. Uh these our first three episodes have been about our favorite horror movies or horror inspired movies and yeah. we hope that you enjoyed them uh um, fuck you um don't come it. back i'm kidding uh please don't tell us because <laughs> no um, uh please don't tell what? us because Act- we're very emotionally well, sensitive them. um <laughs> please if you have any like very strongly worded emails you want to send send it to horse for horror you tell you um you're at, telling me i have to make an email now i have to make a fucking email we will now? not read them i gotta make an email <laughs> now um, <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> uh follow us on we our only have only one twitter, twitter account our only social media so far which is twitter we have one twitter account which is whores and the number four horror um and follow us wherever podcasts are because hopefully these will be up there um yeah um as of as of recording this episode um the uh first were um i'm i'm aiming to get them up on youtube which is probably where you're watching the if you're most likely watching this it's probably on the youtube but i'm gonna try to get out the rest as like um we're gonna try to figure out some other places to get them yeah uh for now it's just gonna be on youtube but we will get the rest there yeah yeah or maybe you're listening to this on a different website. If you if you are, yeah, maybe you're listening to this. Hi. You're probably listening to. Maybe you're listening to this on the fucking um on the on the Yeezy Stem Player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and every time wondering like, damn, how did we get that brand deal? Um, shit. Um, I don't want to um, be affiliated with Kanye. Yo, Kanye. West. I don't <laughs> not want, anymore. I don't, I don't want to be affiliated with Kanye West anymore. Like, if if you ask me, like, maybe like. 
five years ago, I would have said, yeah, but now I'm just like, no. no. Anyways, yeah. uh, uh. at this point in time, we're not really sure what we're going to do for the next few episodes, but hopefully they'll be fun. And hopefully, hopefully. you'll be there to listen hopefully. to them. Um, yeah. If you have yeah. anything, like any corrections or any fun facts about movies, definitely tweet us uh, again at Horrors for Horror uh, and let us know. Or if there's, or if you want us to break shit sh- and just be like, and there's a movie that you like want us to cover, we'll fuck, we'll also, let us know yeah. and we'll consider it. We'll consider it. Like a- anything you want to tell us, uh, if you if you want to tell us, um, if you want to tell us your uh, most important. I think the most important thing um, that you should do, like when you tell us, is um, is DM us your uh, credit card information, <laughs> um, your social security number, mm-hmm. your phone number. Give us your um, yeah. Give us your the three address. Three silly numbers on the back of the credit card. Yeah. Give me your social security information. <laughs> uh, this outro has been going on for way too long. <laughs> yeah, we gotta uh, go. <laughs> yeah, hope you guys all enjoy. Bye bye. Yeah, bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Puss. Bye-bye. 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 Bye